0: Welcome back to Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders all right welcome back everyone today's headliner topic i'm going to talk about property disclosure statements and their impact on mortgage approvals but before we get to that here's what's on my mind this week i thought it would be neat to uh, share some of my current application profiles right so kind of like put together a list like the 10 the first 10 random files that i have on the go this past week just to give you perspective on how diverse and uh, mysterious the participants are in this market, this really, really crazy real estate market in Canada. And and by this market, mainly I'm referring to where I am. Um, I live in North Vancouver and I do most of my business in uh, Greater Vancouver and in Calgary. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You'll know I'm a huge Flames fan um, because uh, I was born and raised in Calgary up until the age of 37. Uh, then I moved out to uh, Vancouver, uh, North Vancouver in particular, where I've been uh, for the last 10 years. So here are 10 random buyer profiles um, that have come across my desk. Deals that I, I, I'm intimately involved with right now working on. And um, let's see if we can identify some sort of pattern. or there isn't one at all okay so let's start off here number one uh, I have a file here Gen X these are people uh, aged 41 to 56 you know that that group. Um, I'm a Gen Xer common law couple no dependents looking for a home purchase in Calgary with a gifted down payment there you go application number one application number two another Gen Xer couple married couple uh, again No dependents, no children. Looking for a townhouse in Vancouver. Down payment from own sources. They've saved uh, quite a bit of cash. They are first generation Canadians, so recently became uh, uh, newly minted Canadian citizens. Application number three. Again, generation Xers, married couple. One kid, here we go. One kid, Um, they live and work in Ontario. Uh, they found me from this podcast here too so hello, hello if you're listening Uh, live and work in Ontario, house paid off and purchasing a property in Kelowna mainly as a second home to use when they come and visit their daughter in Kelowna awesome, Uh, application number four a millennial these are aged 27 to 41 in that that bracket Uh, little married couple two young kids, two wow, two young kids uh, living in a town home in Vancouver and looking to upgrade to a nicer town home in a better neighborhood. Pretty simple. Cut and dry. Good little application there. Here we go. Number five, the Baby Boomers. Guys who have been uh, directing traffic for the past couple of decades in this country with their buying patterns. The Baby Boomers, age 56 to 70. Here's an application, uh, empty nesters, selling the single family dwelling, moving into a approximately 1.5 to 2 million dollar condo somewhere downtown Vancouver. Nice. Uh, Number six, another baby boomer application recently widowed uh, refinancing their home to invest and build upon existing retirement portfolio. Focusing on travel and lifestyle, not necessarily keen on purchasing more property, more so stocks and investment type of uh, retirement planning, but will, however, Sell off existing property in three to five years, uh, at which time they will uh, the survivor will be downsizing. Uh, number seven, another baby boomer, boomer high earning white collar profession, divorced last year into a higher interest rate mortgage as a result of the divorce, um, but now looking to refinance into a more reasonable mortgage rate. Still got a few credit challenges. Gonna be tough this one going to be tough after a year i'm still working on this one as i mentioned earlier what used to be one family in one house is now two houses and dispersed family members in uh in two houses yeah. number eight bring back those generation xers uh we got a married power couple here high earning white collar professionals got three of these files actually on the go profiles like this Uh, Looking for a property in the 2 to 3.5 million range that's in Vancouver, one to two children. One to two, so far we haven't hit a family of five. It's uh, one to two children. All in this group are, coincidentally, first-generation Canadians who recently gained permanent residence. Many from this group also nominated under the Provincial Nominee Programme, where they qualify for Express Entry as Canadian citizens. This is a program put out by the provinces uh, all across Canada to attract people from around the world to fill voids in critical job vacancies across the various um, sectors in Canada, employment sectors. Um, yeah, really good solid applications there. Number nine, the uh, another millennial couple here, a couple in this group um, about three applications right now kind of same profile like this temporary residence meaning they are on a path to gaining permanent residence over a span typically over five years um, they are either engaged or married to Canadians um, and looking to make their first purchase in Canada and have been able to sidestep the foreign buyer tax uh, to an extent as their Canadian spouse is a Canadian citizen of course are Canadian, and can therefore scale down the foreign buyer tax substantially. So that's what I meant uh, about um, sidestepping the foreign buyer tax. Nothing hokey-pokey, illegal, um, gray area here, Uh, just something that you are able to do uh, if there's another, if there's a Canadian citizen on an application with you, and in this case, uh, their spouse. And finally, the last uh, profile here, Um, this is what I'll call the the life event group. I've already mentioned one in here before, but mainly uh, widowers um, who are transitioning on their own or, or with other surviving family members and purchasing new living spaces. So actually, the, you know, I'm counting right now. I have, or not counting, I can recall, two for sure right now that are on my desk. So there you have it, 10 uh, application profiles that, that have come across my desk this past week Um, and if you've ever wondered who is in this market these days now you know literally every profile and demographic you can imagine the income profiles vary anywhere from $140,000 combined income um, and all the way up to the highest I've seen this year actually ever was someone who grossed over $3 million uh, an investment broker but I would say the average combined income being about one hundred and sixty to one hundred and eighty thousand dollars in a combined income on one application. The method of doing business has uh, overwhelmingly been uh, a non-face-to-face type of affair. Yeah, um, even with the popularity of Zoom, that didn't really catch on with uh, with mortgage brokers. With me, anyways, people prefer swift correspondence. Um, Typically via email and uh, more and more text. People love text. Some people like basically do their whole deal with me via text. It's insane. You can do it. Absolutely, you can do it. So, yeah, not sure where I want to go with this exactly, um, other than give you an idea of how reasonable and normal the uh, participants are in this market, which this market is anything but normal. Every single one that I mentioned above is definitely not in the market with the intent of profiting from it. Not what I'm seeing anyway, and and of course I get my fair share of applicants who've purchased rental properties, but they are far and few between, since COVID anyway. So, so yeah, when I'm working the phone and putting deals together, I can definitely feel the uh, diversity and the contributions to our communities. I can, I can totally sense a village that is growing thicker, you know, by the day, and uh, it's volatile, it's adventurous, um, but very much, you know, it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a great thing, and a lot of people want to be here, and they're sacrificing a lot. And finally, interest rates. And here we go, folks. According to reliable sources, very reliable sources, it's looking like we can expect the first increase to prime rate since June 2017, at which time prime rate was 2.70 percent. And over the course of about a year, it rose to 3.95 percent until this thing called COVID showed up and. uh, brought us back down to 2.45 where we've been since. So here we are. The start of another new year and a fresh set of scheduled interest rate announcements from the Bank of Canada. Eight of them throughout the course of the year, to be precise. And the first one is quickly approaching this month on January the 26th. Mark that day on your calendar. You won't have to because it'll be on the radio, it'll be on the news, you'll hear about it everywhere. And, uh... Survey says it's going to be an increase, and it will increase by 0.25%. You heard it here first. The first prime rate increase coming January 26th. This affects all variable rate mortgage holders, credit cards, personal lines of credits, maybe your car loan, probably not, but any variable uh, tag financial product. So not written in stone, but I'm telling you, I think it's going up by a quarter point this January 26th. Furthermore, many believe that there will be up to a total of potentially four increases to prime rate when it's all said and done for 2022. As for 2023, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So if you have a $500,000 variable rate mortgage at prime minus 1%, very popular contract. it gradually increases, let's say, by 1% over the course of the next year, your monthly payment will jump from $1,987 to $2,228. That's a $241 payment increase for a 1% rate increase on a $500,000 mortgage. And that's uh, amortized at 25 years, those figures I gave. Fixed rates, yep, they're going up too. Actually, let me rephrase that. They have going up for the past year. It just uh, hasn't been talked about really. We've already come up to almost 3% for a five-year fix today Um, from the COVID low of 1.49%. We've already doubled and I bet we still got another half to three quarters of a percent to go in the next year I would say. So no sweat eh? All good? I know, I know you're all good because all along you've been qualifying as though it was 5.25%. So you're good. Nothing to be concerned about, nothing to panic about. Stay calm. The good old stress test. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, I tell you, I was a fan of the stress test from day one when it first came out. And uh, if you think today's market is insane, imagine what it would have been like had we qualified people. Their actual contract rates would have been total madness right now, as opposed to just plain insane madness that we are experiencing at the moment. Yeah, all right. So, money is still cheap and it's available at the moment. So, step right up and uh, give me a call if you're about to renew, if you're considering a debt consolidation or refinance. Or if you want to uh, put your best foot forward and get into the market, where I can reserve a rate for you at today's rate for the next four months, while others continue to watch it rise, call or text me at 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593, let's chat, or go to my website and use the chat box, whatever works for you, 604-800-9593. Let's begin and discuss this week's headliner property disclosure statements and their impact on mortgage approvals. Wondering whether to proceed with a fixed or a variable mortgage? Why not pick both? There's a mortgage just for that. In fact, there's a mortgage that allows you the flexibility to configure it any way you desire. I call them hybrid mortgages. So let's say you have a $500,000 mortgage. If you wanted to, you could configure it so that $200,000 is allocated in a 5-year fixed rate, $100,000 as a 5-year variable, and the remaining $200,000 as a home equity line of credit. And better yet, every year you receive a detailed statement from the lender that outlines the cumulative interest charges for each configured mortgage. If you want to learn more, shoot me a text or give me a ring at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check and access to Canada's top lenders. And now back to the episode. Why don't we start off with the definition of a property disclosure statement. And for the remainder of this talk, I'll refer to it in its abbreviated form PDS. So here it is, the definition of a PDS property disclosure statement. A document that is completed by the seller before listing their property on the MLS the multiple listing service the PDS was developed by the BC real estate Association and allows the seller to disclose details about their home to prospective purchasers provinces across Canada have their own versions of this document so look it up in your jurisdiction or ask your realtor about it any latent which means hidden or concealed uh, defects and or patent which means visible defects should be disclosed in the document particularly latent defects as prospective purchasers may not be aware of the potential defect just by viewing the property the pds is an ideal starting point when considering a purchase and is typically followed with a home inspection if the prospective buyer proceeds with an offer The PDS is a critical document and should be taken seriously by the seller when filling it out as they could be held liable if a defect was knowingly concealed. The PDS should equally be taken seriously by the buyer, especially if a mortgage is being used for the purchase. Property disclosure statements, as they are known in British Columbia, are increasingly becoming more critical, especially with all the subject-free offers in circulation across the country. They are often neglected or forgotten about as borrowers and brokers focused most of their attention on the more common mortgage conditions like income and down payment verification. Whatever you do, do not let disclosures on the PDS go unnoticed by either your mortgage broker or, most importantly, your lender. If you have a period of financing conditions in your offer, you should have plenty of time to review and deal with any problematic disclosures. But if you are submitting a subject-free offer, do the following. Number one, make sure you have thoroughly reviewed your mortgage pre-approval with your mortgage broker and be sure to indicate that you plan on submitting an offer with no subjects. Otherwise, your mortgage broker will expect to have financing conditions. Number two, once your mortgage pre-approval has been upgraded to a subject free mortgage pre-approval yeah that's right a subject free mortgage pre-approval that's what I call it anyway cautiously proceed with making offers but before you actually submit a subject free offer provide a MLS sheet and like an MLS property feature sheet of the property you're about to place an offer on and its corresponding property disclosure statement okay to your mortgage broker provide these to your mortgage broker for review remember a mortgage pre-approval accounts for mostly everything regarding your personal financial credentials but what it doesn't account for is the actual property itself as the property was still unknown and undetermined at the time of the pre- approval process so make sure that any problematic disclosures are identified and brought to the attention of your mortgage broker prior to submitting your subject free offer this is a very very critical step And could potentially prevent you from a worst case scenario of going subject free on a property that no lender in canada will approve it happens more often than you think and there's absolutely nothing that a cosigner can do about it regardless of how strong they are here are some problematic or potentially deal-breaking property disclosures to look out for heads up properties that were formerly marijuana grow ops or any other history of drug manufacturing properties that are classified as mobile homes any existing or pending litigations on a property lenders will require that they may be re- that they be resolved prior to advancing funds properties that are in the process of being remediated will not be approved by lenders until the process has been fully completed water sources other than city or municipal lender will request details and determine whether or not the source is acceptable according to their qualifying parameters Anything pertaining to leaks and or membrane issues. Self-managed strata for complexes over 10 units. Poorly funded strata. Contingency funds. Properties that are situated on a floodplain. Any mention of asbestos or vermiculite. In-ground oil tanks. And lastly, foundation issues. Other points to be aware of. PDSs are required for all purchase transactions in British Columbia and if seller or buyers do not provide one, lenders will become suspicious and or curious if there are issues with the property. In most instances, they will simply decline and collapse the application. In cases where owners have never occupied the property because they have been renting it out for investment purposes, they will typically present a scratched out blank PDS to signify that they are unaware of any defects as they have not been residing in it. In this event, lenders will typically require the buyer to purchase title insurance to protect against many, but not all, potential defects. Listen to past episodes for more related info to this topic. Podcast number 62, 11th hour mortgage qualification collapses, how to avoid them. Podcast number 52, purchasing a property with no financing conditions. And podcast number 16, is your mortgage pre-approval legit? That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta, as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces, and especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of, or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger. Or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to more Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.